if you go to, you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 3. Uh, we're going to talk about something, and the title of my message, Greg, did you get this, the title of my message here, is How Fresh Are We? <laughs> Springtime coming, we got all kinds of things, we got flowers blooming, we had all kinds of water this year, and uh, they are, the weeds are growing big time, and everything, and so you have all kinds of fragrances, uh, there's flowers and uh, when I talk about how fresh are we, many times we have to, have to grab a hold of ourselves because God wants a freshness about us. Amen? I love the smell of fresh flowers. I love the smell of cut grass. Uh, I'm not allergic to anything, so that's good. I don't have allergies, so that's even better. But the, the key is, is, is when the things are fresh, of course, I like the smell of fresh bread. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Or I like the smell of a fresh baked apple pie. You know, I like those things. I like, you know, freshness of things, things that are just coming hot out of the oven. Amen. And uh, so when we ask that question, how fresh are we? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things about, well, what, how, where are we supposed to be fresh at? And what are we supposed to be fresh in? Or what are we supposed to be excited about? Amen. You know, I know nobody's overwhelmingly excited about being a volunteer to be VBS or a volunteer to do that. But you know what? The wonderful thing about, you know, those kids and seeing it light up and seeing, you know, God's hand upon their lives is, is what makes it all so worthwhile. So those of you that didn't come to the last one, I was in the dunk tank. We had uh, a thousand water balloons they got to throw at me and throw things, baseballs. It was fun. We had a lot of, we had all kinds, because it was outside. So we had water park things. Thank God we're not doing that this year. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's all inside and all easy. We just got to make props and stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we got to pull out our, our rocket ship. Where's Greg at, too? We got to pull out our rocket ship and our smoke machine because I built the rocket in there when they were doing things. And, we, and Greg built a smoke machine so that it, smoke would come out the bottom. It was pretty cool. And it was our interstellar. We built a whole station of everything so the kids could all contact whoever they were going to contact. Amen. Hey, have you found Acts chapter 3 yet? If you haven't, look on your neighbors. It's going to be good. Y'all good? Hey, let's pray. Father, we glorify your name. We thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you, Father, as I just share from my heart this morning about freshness and about stirring ourselves up, hallelujah, and beginning to get fresh and new with what you have. Because, Father, your mercies are new every morning. They're fresh every morning. Hallelujah. So I just thank you, Father. Let me speak as an oracle of God. Speak it so that you'll be the most seen and the most glorified. Lord, I honor you for that. I love you for it. And I give you all the glory and all the praise. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. In the King James Version, uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 19 says this. He says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. I want to read that to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says, so repent, so change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, or wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, or of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. Psalms 92.10 says, you shall be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. Sometimes we need some fresh oil. We need some fresh water. We've had lots and lots of water. I mean, you know, water does a lot of good things. But when the sun comes out, that's when everything grows. 
You know, it starts growing and growing, and that's why you have such a tremendous, you know, having to do stuff. But Job said this in the, out of the Amplified Bible in Job twenty nine twenty. He said, my glory and my honor are fresh in me. They're being constantly renewed, and my bow gains new strength in my hand. And what I want to do is I want to strengthen you. Because the enemy's always trying, you know, we talk about and they sing about, you know, hey, God's going to be there. He's never going to fail you. There's, you know, he's always with you. Uh, he won't let you go. You know, the wonderful thing about it is God wants his mercies to be new every morning. He wants to stir you. He wants a freshness in you. He doesn't want you to live on stale manna. He doesn't want you to live on yesterday's revelation. Even though, thank God for that. You know, the Bible says in Matthew, it says we want, we got to have the, both the f- uh, familiar and the fresh and the new, the familiar and the new. And if you're not getting things new, if you're not getting things refreshed in you, if you're not, if it's not a freshness, if the word of God doesn't excite you, if it doesn't thrill your heart when you hear it, then you need to be refreshed. You need to be stirred up. So you're just always hyper. You're always excited. I know I am that way. I am that. I am the other side of the coin. I understand that. But I have to be that way to pull all of you <laughs> and get you excited and get to, you know, I mean, I have friends of mine who call me just to call me and say, because I know you're always going to be up. And I am. That doesn't mean I don't have down days. That doesn't mean I don't have things. But nobody ever calls me during those things. Or I don't answer my phone. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Hallelujah. I, you know, Amen. But let me give you some things, four areas that you need to have freshness in. You need to have freshness in. And I'm going to give you the first one. The first one, though, you're not going to be in. It's going to be the one that's going to beat you up because you're not probably not doing that. But you won't do the first one until you do the last three. But I'm going to give you the first one first because it's the most important. And that's about you got to have fresh feet. You got to have fresh feet. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news. To preach the gospel to the nation. Fresh feet is having a fresh desire to see people born into the kingdom of God. It's a desire to know that the gospel has power. It has power to see people healed. It has power to see people set free. It has power to see people delivered. That the word of God, one word from God can change your life forever. Amen. Because you're bringing glad tidings of great joy. Amen. It's the gospel. It's the good news. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. It's part of your armor. And how do you know if your foundation is not good, everything else is going to fall over? Amen. But see, when I say that, everybody gets real nervous because everybody thinks they don't know how to, how to witness or how to share or how to talk because the preaching of the cross is foolishness to the world. You know that, right? That's what Paul said back in 1 Corinthians. He said, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to everybody else, but it's the power of God for us. Paul said this to the Romans in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, amen, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Why? Because therein is the righteousness of God revealed, that the just shall live by faith, amen. Hallelujah, we take hold of the truths of the word of God that changes us. And so if you don't have fresh feet, and the reason you don't have fresh feet, and, I, and I'm just talking, let's go on to the second one, because this is one of the big ones, is because you don't have a fresh mind. You got an old mind. And I'm not picking on the old people at all, because I got a lot of young people that got old minds. I know, I like a lot of, they just got an old mind. I said, what do you mean by an old mind? They're just thinking that life is over. Do you ever meet somebody who's 17 or 20 and then that life is over and you're like, I got so many problems. It's like, holy cow. 
You got your whole life ahead of you. Amen? Life is not over at 13, even though you think it is. Amen? Life is not over at 20. Life is not over at 40. Life is not over at 90. Come on, life's not over till it's over. Amen? Hallelujah. But see, we've got to renew our minds. See, that's why we have old minds, because we never renew our minds. We've got to renew our Romans chapter 12 says that we present our bodies. Amen? As, as you know, worshiped unto God in you know, verse 1. Verse 2 says, but be renewing our mind, you know, so that we may know what is that good and perfect will of God there. Amen? But renewing our mind is simply taking the word of God and begin to think in line with what God says. And we've got to refresh that. Sometimes we've got to wash our brains. You ever have somebody tell you, well, you're just brainwashed with that Christianity. You're just brainwashed with the Bible. I always say, yes, yes, and yes. Thank God I washed my mind. Thank God my mind's been washed, hallelujah, by the blood of Jesus, by the word of God. Amen? Amen? He told us not to be conformed to the world, but be transformed by renewing our minds so that we might prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We look at this and we try to renew our minds on our own. We try to, oh, I'm just going to sit here and try to think right thoughts. Get the thoughts of God. Get the word of God. Amen? Ephesians, Paul says this to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 23. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's an interesting thought, huh? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And the Amplified Bible says this, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. You can always know people who are fresh, they don't stink. (laughs) They're not negative. They don't have a bad attitude. They don't have a victim mentality. They don't have a poor me. Thank you. They don't. That's how you know you're not refreshed. You haven't been watered. You need fresh oil from heaven. Hallelujah. Because when you've got a freshness about you, people want, when you have a fragrance about you, it's good. Amen? You know, <laughs> hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says that, that God, he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. You know, but the next verse says, because he manifests his savor or his fragrance everywhere we go. So you got to tell yourself, what does it smell like? What do I smell? What does it smell like here? What's the you know, what is it going on here? You know, am I giving off a good aroma? Am I giving off a good fragrance? Or am I giving off a bad one? And understand this, if the whole world stinks, you better check yourself. Okay, you better find out what's coming out of your mouth and what's taking place. Amen? Because... If we don't renew our mind, our thinking will always be wrong. We'll always be trying to get something. We're always trying to receive. Everything's always out here instead of saying, it's here. It's mine. I stir up the gift of God. The Holy Spirit lives big in me. And if I want to see the Holy Spirit move, I got to move. And I got to do. And I've got to open my mouth. And I've got to declare. And I've got to say, because I got to stir up the gift of God within me. And I got to renew my mind that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Amen. I got to renew my mind that I'm a child of God. That God's given me everything that pertains unto life and Godly. That God's blessed me with all spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he's always with me. He's never going to leave me. Amen. 
He's, he's with me. He's with us. And we got to get a fresh mental attitude. We got to get this whole freshness back on the inside of us and stir up. Remember what I said? His mercies are new every morning. His loving kindness is new every morning. That means you got to get it every morning and stir it up on the inside of you. Because when you get up, it's like, I, you know, we don't get up with flowers and, and all excited. I don't bounce out of bed and go, woohoo, no. I wish I did, but I don't. I get out of bed, look in the mirror and go, ah, what are we going to do here today? Let's deal with this. But I look at that guy in the mirror and say, listen, God lives in you. Don't care how ugly you look, God lives in you. So straighten up. Today's the day you're going to be a blessing. You're going to bring life to people today. And you've got to act right. I know you don't have to tell yourself, but I tell myself that. I, I, I'm like a, you know, I, God's got to get my attention. He usually hits me hard. And the way he talks to me, most of you, would, would, you'd have to get psychiatrists. You would just be, have all kinds of help and therapy. But that's the way he talks to me, and I like that. He's very direct. He's very, hey, straighten up, act right, quit being a baby, quit feeling sorry for yourself. See, it gets all quiet. Everybody gets nervous. But I tell you, God would never talk to you. God's a God of love. He is. But if God, but if God talked to me like some of you, he talks to you so sweet and nice, I wouldn't get it. I'd be thinking, hey, I'm, I'm great. This is great. I can do whatever I want. No, God has to, he has to do this. Because we have to get our minds lined out. Amen. We, we have to. We have to take hold of it. Because most people are making their decisions in their life based on opportunities and circumstances instead of revelation. Instead of what God's revealing, what God wants, what God is saying, what God is doing. Most people are doing that. They, they, can't, they can't handle it. They're just looking the other way. See, God wants to give you a new way of thinking because he wants you to think in faith. He wants you to think believing the thoughts that he has for you. Amen? Because God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are higher than our ways. Amen? That's what Isaiah 55 says. says that those things that are there. So God's desire for us is that we start thinking in line with the way he thinks. And when you think that, it changes everything about you. Hallelujah. Amen? Because when you have a fresh, let's go to the third one. When you go to, this is a fresh, when you, when you get into this, because God wants us to have fresh feet. He wants us to bring the gospel to the world. But it, we have to, first of all, have a fresh mind. And then the second thing we have to have is a fresh voice. And what do I mean by that? It means once your thinking's right, then you can start speaking. Because you ever heard somebody who's not, their brain's not engaged and their voice is moving? They're just babbling. They're just saying, and you're just thinking, where are they going with this? You know? You know, it's like they just, you're just like, okay, okay. You need, to, you need to engage your brain so we can figure out what you're saying. Hallelujah. But see, God wants us to have a fresh voice. What does it mean to have a fresh voice? It means that you're a voice and not an echo. We have a lot of, God wants a voice. He doesn't want you to be an echo. We have a lot of echoes, but they're, it's hollow. It's not forceful. God's desire is that we become a voice. How to do you? And we hear that because God said, if any man hears my voice, he's able. But God wants us to speak as the oracles of God. He wants us to speak as those that are on fire of the Holy Ghost. Speak with authority. Speak with power. Speak in what God has. Amen? Hallelujah. It was simply this. It's a voice that brings life. 
It's empowered by the Holy Spirit because that's what lives. And believe it or not, folks, your words, because you're born again. If you're born again in this, in this place, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your words are the most powerful things you have. Do you understand that God's word is the most powerful thing he has? God said, and it was, and it was so. God did. See, when God opens his mouth, things happen. Everything changes. God doesn't say anything. You know, just like when Jesus spoke to the fig tree and said, no man eat fruit from me from now and forever. Walked away. The next day, Peter's like, Lord, look at that tree. It's cursed and it's drying up from the roots. The top is it, but everything else is dead. It, that died. You cur- it died. Jesus said, hey, have faith in God. Because Jesus' words were powerful. Your words are powerful because God created you a creative being in your life. And what you create in your life, you create it by your words. What you're saying, what you're doing. But God gave us a voice that, that people can't get past. That's why when you share something and, and something comes out and you begin, you share scripture or you share a word of God, you just share life to them, it penetrates to the heart. They can't stop it from going in their heart. They might get mad, they might want to kill you, they might want to beat you, but they can't stop the power of the word of God. Amen, they can't. The word of God's a seed. It gets planted in there and it's going to haunt them until they re- take hold of it, hallelujah, and do something about it. Amen. Amen. You've heard my wonderful story. It's the best story I got. It's about a preacher's wife who, you know, was, went to church one time, heard one scripture and one story, and then never did go to church again and everything, and then was, you know, going to kill herself. And just all of a sudden, she's getting ready to, and all of a sudden, that story, that scripture pops up in her, you know, 18 years later. Goes in and gets saved and, and, you know, has been a pastor's wife ever since because she heard, but you only went one time, only heard one, but that seed was sown because the word of God is so powerful. Amen. The seed of the word of God, that's what changes everything. It's a voice that brings life, life to it. Amen. And we have to know that because see how many know sometimes our, our voices are not near as, as powerful as they need to be. And you know why that's not? It's because our mind's not as powerful as it needs to be. It's because we don't really have it renewed believing that what God said is is right. Amen? Amen. We see that all the time. We see those things happening in people's lives. And and it's all about having fresh feet because we don't have power in the gospel to believe that the gospel is actually going to work. But but let me just share something with you. If you, how many? Well, I'm not going to give a show of hands. If you are born again and you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've already exercised your faith for the greatest thing you're ever going to get, and that's eternal life. And you know that change has been changed. You've been changed. If you don't know that, you need to get saved. You need to get born again. I mean, if you said the sinner's prayer, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and nothing's changed, then you're not. You're not born again. You're not because you get changed. There should be a difference. Sin ought to bother you. I mean, if it don't bother you to sin, then get saved, okay? It's kind of like somebody said, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, waddles like a duck, looks like a duck, it's a duck, okay? You can, no matter how much it tries to say, I'm a dog or I'm this, it doesn't matter. It's what it is, okay? Because when you get born again, things change. And the reason we don't have a powerful voice that God wants us to have is because we don't haven't renewed our mind on the word of God and believe what he said about us. Amen? What he said about us. What we needed to have. What we needed to take hold of. Amen? See, Paul was always going through and it just seemed like he was always renewing his strength because he knew 
when he got changed. Now, thank God, you know, Saul came, became Paul and, uh, uh, you know, changing his name to that. But he knew that God, his life was totally changed. And he renewed his mind on the word of God, which changed everything, which actually changed, it made him have a voice that changes the course around. And guess what? Your voice matters. Your voice is what counts in your life. Believe it or not, your voice is your avenue for God to come. That's, that's your address. That's how God knows how to find you. By your voice. Amen. Because that's what he said. If you believe in your heart and confess with, you know, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. That's how you get born again. That's how he knows it's you because you have to say it. Nobody else can do it for you. Amen. So we need to have a fresh voice. It's time to have a fresh voice. Let me give you the fourth thing. And that is a fresh vision. What do you see? How do we see? You know, we've been rocked. Our world has changed. Our world's changed in the last three years. It's changed drastically. How we fly, how we do things, what we do when we go to places. It's changed everything on how people act, how people communicate. Everything has changed. But you know what? Our vision for what God has for us and our commission is still the same. Amen. We've got to have that vision and what we see. What do we see? What is the vision? And most people lost their whole vision. They lost their thoughts of that the earth is going to be here. They lost their thoughts of uh, uh, what's going to happen later on in their life because they had it set on this earth and not on things above. Amen. Colossians 3.1 says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. Amen. Got to set your mind out there. We got to look, see. And it's not that we're so heavenly minded that we don't do any earthly good, because I don't believe you can be that way. I believe the more you're in tune with God, the better you'll be. The more in tune you'll be with the things of God around here. Hallelujah. But God's telling us we got to have a fresh vision. What does that mean? Just see all things new. You see all things new. God's saying, oh, this is the greatest time and effort to be alive. Because you know what it is? And how many you know the body of Christ is divided, folks? Did you know that? One, you know, one prophet over here saying this, another prophet over here saying this, this person saying that, that person saying this, and everybody's there. What? You know, there's going to be this great revival. We're going to come back. It's going to be this great prosperity. We're going to have all these things. You got over people here saying, no, no, it ain't going to get better. It's going to get worse. And you're all like, I like the happy guy. I just know. <laughs> But, but, the, but the guy over here, you know, he's, he's actually been, you know, he's not too bad. Yeah. You got to understand what the Bible says. Okay. Because believe it or not, they're both right. Sometimes I hate being a pastor. Because you got to, you got to just, okay, we got to figure out, okay, where are we going to go? Let's get everybody together. Let's do this. And you got to bring all sides together. But no, I don't. I love being a pastor because I love truth and I love the word of God. Believe it or not, guess what? For the world, it is not going to get any better. And guess what? If you're connected to that, things are not going to get better. They're going to get more crazier. It's just the way they are. And they've, they've already turned the corner and they're heading in that direction of what they're being blatantly, blatantly to do, okay? But for the church, it's going to get brighter and brighter. 
for those that are hungry and seeking after God, those that are designed, those that are being led by the Spirit of God, there is going to be one of the greatest moves of the Holy Spirit ever in the history of time because it's going to go right back. The same way God birthed the church is the same way we're going to go out the church. And you understand the power and the presence, the book of Acts of what took place and how the, you know, the enemy kept trying and kept trying to do things. But see, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 16. He said, who do you say that I am? You know, he said, what does everybody else say? And they said, well, you're John the Baptist or you're Elijah or you're one of the prophets or you're this. But Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ. You're the anointed one. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said, blessed are you, blessed Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood has not you know, revealed this unto you, but my father was him. And no longer you be called Simon, but you're going to be called Peter. You're going to on this rock, but upon this bigger rock, how did I, we're going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell have been trying to stop the church ever since it started. And it can't. Amen? It can't. Yes, there's going to be persecution. Yes, there's going to be dark days. Yes, but for the church that stands strong, there's going to be a glorious, glorious outpouring of the supernatural power of God, the miracles, signs, and wonders that are going to take place. And we're going to go out in the glory and the fire of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to go out in the smoke. We're going to go out with the power and the presence of God because we're hungry. We're to, God's going to prove himself. He's going to do miracles, signs, and wonders because the earth is going to know that our God is God. Hallelujah. No matter how much they try to say, you know, because God's going to prove himself. But you've got to stand strong and you've got to be the body of Christ. You've got to have a freshness on the inside of you. You've got to be watered. Amen. You're a light. And people are looking for that light. Listen, you also have to understand that you're going to be a minority, not the majority. Narrow is the road to heaven. Always has been. Wide is the road to hell. Always has been. We get all excited. But no, thank God for those that we can touch. Thank God for the rim. Thank God for the power and the presence of God. Amen? And if you don't understand it, let Jesus be revealed to you. Mm. Hallelujah. This is such an exciting time. It's not a time to to, to go back. And you say, well, what about the world? See, what about the world? Get some fresh feet. Let's go talk to the world. Get some boldness. You know, let's just tell them, hey, don't get mean to say, listen. They say, well, why are you so happy? Because I know where I'm going. I've got a vision. I've always had a vision of where I've headed. I'm headed to heaven. Hallelujah. And then I'm coming back with Jesus. Glory to God. I, there's, there's a whole thing about my, I know where I'm headed. I, I've never lost my vision. Never lost my way. Amen. I've always said that. This is what we're doing. This is how we're trying to do it. This is where we're going. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Amen. But God's given it unto us. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if you would with me. Y'all doing okay? I'm I'm having a good time. (laughs) And I trust you are too. Hallelujah. Because... I want to encourage you. I want you to have a fresh... I want you to get watered. I want fresh oil from heaven. Oh, man, I just want you to be refreshed. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. The next verse after that, I didn't read it to you, but the next verse after that says that Jesus has to be held up into heaven until the times of restitution of all things of what the prophet said. And so we're seeing all the things that have been prophesied, and we're seeing it in our generation. 
And that's why people are always like, well, I've been hearing Jesus is going to come back my whole life. So have I. So have I. And one of the biggest reasons is because one of the biggest things that ever took place was in 1948 when Jerusalem, basically the Israel got their nation and became a nation. You know, and then in 1967, when Jerusalem was won back and they got that, the Bible says when you see those two things, that generation will not pass away till Jesus comes back. So those are two things, two areas. So 1948 and 1967, we're the generation that we've got to see both of those things. Now, granted, you weren't born back then or, you know, very few people may have been born back in 1948, but, you know, I wasn't back in 48. I was a little bit later than that. Thank you, Jesus. But, but that generation, okay, it's that generation. So it's our generation. So what does that mean? That just simply means that according to the word of God, that's what God said. So we got to lift up our eyes. And look up, hallelujah, we got to be excited about that and we've got to share the, the glorious gospel with as many, the love of Jesus and let people see our light so shine before men so they can see it, see the hand of God, amen, hallelujah. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I want to begin reading at verse 9 and I'm going to read all the way down to verse 16 because I want you to see this is what God wants you to do. You've got to come for your vision, it's got to be a spiritual vision. Thank God for natural, listen, always do natural things. You know, you save, you do, you want to retire, all that kind of stuff. Praise God. But you better have a spiritual vision of what you want to do for God and what you want to present to God. Because when you get up to the judgment seat of Christ, we want to know that you've actually lived on the earth, that you actually have something to present to him. Not just you. Because that's where the tears are going to be. When it says it's going to wipe away the tears, it's going to wipe away all the things that you could have done, should have done, and could have had, and then, but he's going to wipe away, you're still going to make heaven, it's wonderful. But it'd be nice to have some kind of rewards. Amen. You know, as pastors, we don't teach a lot on those things there, because we don't want to run all our people off. But the key, but it'd be nice if you did that. You know, you know hey, let's, let's keep reading here. Look at there. That's a whole nother sermon. In verse 9, it is, you know, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now we look at that verse and go, oh man, we can't find that. But look at verse 10. But God hath revealed them, hath revealed all these hidden things to us, unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man save the spirit of man which is in him? Ever so, the things, or even so, the things that God knoweth, no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen. What things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teach. Thank God it's not in man's wisdom. Comparing, you know, which, but we speak that which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But... He that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. There is so much truth in here, so many wonderful things to take hold of, but it contrasts the spiritual and that. Do not get frustrated when the world thinks you're crazy. 
and you think they're crazy. We know they are crazy because, I mean, who wants to go through this life without Jesus? You got to be crazy. Okay. But that's okay. You keep preaching because the word of God's going to penetrate. It's going to penetrate. But thank God, God, you know, get it. isn't it wonderful in here? You know, uh, if you count all of the words, you know, the B-U-T, the, the, you know, but there's actually, if you go down through this whole thing, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. And it basically what it's saying, he's saying something's going to happen in the world. Then he says, but here's you. He said, here's this, but here's you. Here's this, but here's you. Here's this, but here's you. Aren't you glad that God says, yeah, this is these things here, but here's what you get. Here's where you're at. You've got the mind of Christ. You can think in line with what he's in. Why? Because this is God's mind. This are God's thought. This is God speaking to me. Amen? Hallelujah. Once we get a hold of that, it changes everything. So you ought to have a vision of joy and a vision of peace. Amen? Hallelujah. You ought to have a desire of like, hey, here, I can see this. I can see what God's doing. I know what he's doing. Amen? Because he stirs us up. We have to have that. Why? Because there's a lost and dying world out there that needs it so very much. And we need to stop being selfish. And we need to start releasing and letting the love of God touch everybody's life. Amen? Because God wants your voice to be a voice of power. But he really wants your voice to be a voice of peace. He actually wants your voice to be a voice of sanity. Amen. He wants it to have peace. He wants it to have joy. He wants it to have Because then people want to hear. They want to listen. They want to know it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We got this. We're going to be able to handle this. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants you to speak faith. 2 Corinthians you know, 4.13 says, but we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, they believed, therefore they also spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. So we have to speak words of faith, words of life that change lives. So he wants you to have fresh feet. It's time to have a freshness in our reaching out and touching lives and just, just looking around for opportunities to be, to be a, a light in a dark world. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants us to change the thought of our minds. He wants us to have a freshness in our mind that we've got light, that we're not trying to be foggy or we're not trying to think, man, look at all this stuff. I'm trying to, listen, we're not trying to figure out all the world's problems. Glory to God. We get our eyes and set our mind on the Lord Jesus Christ, set our mind on things above and God cleanses us and washes and he gets his thoughts through us and he directs what we think. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Glory to God. We need to start thinking differently. Amen? We need to start thinking differently so that our minds can do that. Then he gives us a voice so that when we open our mouth, we don't sound so stupid. Christians, you know, before we put something on Facebook, before we do something on Twitter, before we do something on Instagram or Snapchat or all these other avenues, before we do this, hallelujah, let's think. Let's have our minds renewed on the word of God so that we're not, you know, jumping out and trying to be a reaction. We should never be a reaction as Christians. We should be an action. We should always be the one action. Everybody else should have a reaction to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody else should be that for us. Amen. Glory to God. We need to understand that. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. Amen. Then you'll have a fresh vision. 
Because then you'll see life as exciting. You'll see life as joyful. You'll see life that, God, God Lord, you're, just, you're directing our steps. Yes, there'll be difficulties. Yes, there's going to be obstacles. But glory to God, we get to use our faith. We get to believe God for that. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Bow your heads. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can interpret that, but, uh, and I will wait and see, but I just, you know, in my heart, you know, we kind of get sometimes that, uh, well, okay, she's going to do, you know, Sister Carol's going to be obedient to the Lord, then Pastor Mark's going to jump in. And he can, and I know. So I said, well, that's going to make me nervous if God... No, 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 it's you. God uses yours. It's a translation. It's tongues and interpretation, not a translation. It's a tongues and interpretation. It's interpreting, not translating it. So you understand that. You understand those things there. You know, one of the things about the body of Christ, yeah, that's another area that's going to happen. The Spirit of God just spoke to me to just teach a little bit. I will get that. Don't get nervous. We're, we're early. I got done early. You guys are good. It's not even 12 yet, so... You know, and don't get nervous because we're talking. Sometimes we make the things of the Spirit so uh, out there, you know. But God wants to use each and every one of you in some things, not just those, the hand of the Lord that's upon it. Amen? God wants that, you know. And one of you actually has the interpretation of that, but whether or not you'll be bold enough to, to do it. And there's a lot of people in here that would, could jump up, but I don't want them to jump up. I want uh, those that, that, that uh, gets burning on the inside of you and bubbling up from down inside you there. Because everyone needs to hear your voice. You know, people talk about tongues and interpretation, but it's, it's scriptural. It's part of the spiritual gifts that take place. You know, there's word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Amen. Discerning the spirits. You know, all of the good things that are there that are wonderful and uh, that we need in the body of Christ and that we operate in that we don't really know. So I'm going to look around one more time. If you're here and that's you, then come up here and we'll just let you, you get the microphone and you'll do it. Amen. <laughs> Usually we sneak this in on Wednesday nights, make everybody do it. So because all those folks laid there here. Amen. This is, aren't you ner- I never get nervous anymore. I used to get nervous really much, but I don't get nervous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. All right. I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. As you've heard and as you've seen, the things that I've prepared for you, says the Lord, they are things that are bigger and farther and higher than what your thoughts have been. 
You've been thinking way too small and you've been thinking way too low and you've been thinking about things that have been in this world and all of the stuff that's been going on around you. But it's time to set your affection on things above. It's time for you to set your affections on me, which simply means set your mind on me for me to renew and to refresh and to cause you to begin to think in line with my word, says the Lord, so that you'll begin to receive that which I said in my word you're supposed to receive. You'll begin to see and you'll begin to rise up and you'll begin to speak and you'll begin to say for things that you believe and not the things that you have. But you'll begin to see things change. Instead of a reaction for this and a reaction of that, it'll be a reaction from me that's going to come out of you and that's going to be an action toward that, that, that which is coming against you. That which is risen up and said, no, it can never be. No, that'll never happen. No, it's over. It's done. It's too late. It's never too late. It's never too late with me, says the Lord. It's never too late. I am a resurrection God. I am a resurrection God. I have the resurrection power that's in me and the resurrection power that I place within you. So you speak when I tell you to speak. You begin to share when I tell you to share. You begin to think, use that thought process of what I place. Those thoughts that seem so good or seem so, whoa, those are my thoughts because my thoughts are greater than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways and I want to raise you up and I want to cause you to be the person or I want to cause you to be the light that you're supposed to be the light the light that I sent out into the world when I declared to my disciples when I declared go ye into all the world and preach the gospel preach the good news so let's have a freshness in your feet let's have a freshness in your mind let's have a freshness in your voice let's have a freshness in your vision let's begin to see that I see because I see a harvest I see a harvest I see a church mighty spotless hallelujah I see a church that's victorious, a church that's triumphant. Hallelujah. I see a church that's going to come home. I see my bride. Hallelujah. I see who you are. So rise up and don't say, well, I could never do. Yes. Yes, you can. Because see, I made you you. And I made you you. You just be you, but you be you in me. And I'll bring those that you'll be able to minister to. I'll bring those that'll cross your path because I'm going to make you a laborer. Oh, I looked up when I talked to my disciples and I said, don't say harvest is three months away. Look up, the fields are white under harvest right now. They're out there waiting for somebody to talk to them. The fields are white and I'll bring there and I'll show you and I'll lead you because you're going to be my laborers that go. You're going to be my laborers that go. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord, thank you that these will, will, will be your labors. Lord, thank you that you called Harvest Bible Church. Oh, Lord, thank you that you've called us to be refreshed. You've called us to stand because of the word of the Lord. Just to be us. Because you've got different bait for different fish. Hallelujah. And so we're just going to be who we are because that's who we touch. Lord, we love you this morning. I love you, I love you, I love you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah for all that are here. Thank you for your hand. But Father, if there's anybody here, 
under the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They may know about you. They may know of you. But if they don't know you, Father, if they've never made Jesus the Lord of their life or they've fallen away from God and they've, they've been running, but they come home. Now's the time to come home. Now's the time to declare his lordship of your life right now. If you're here, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Just raise your hand on any one of those two invitations here. Just raise it. That's me. I need prayer. I need, I need to come back home. I need to be God. Amen. God loves you. He loves you so much. So I guess the body of Christ is here. All right. Open up your eyes. Lift up your heads. Hallelujah. The body of Christ is here. God's given us a charge. God's given share. I, I can't help but that. I, I'm just the messenger boy, so don't kill the messenger, okay? How'd I do? That's what I do. I'm just a shepherd. You have the under-shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd of, of the Lord Jesus, who is my shepherd, of sharing truth. But he wants you to be refreshed, and he wants you to know, guess what? That's why we can declare the best is yet to come. That's why we can declare that the glory and the power of God's going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, the scripture says. Because it's going to cover our sea. Yes, there's going to be pockets. Is there going to be a worldwide thing? I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe that. But I believe it's going to happen here. I believe there's going to be revival here. There's going to be outpouring here. There's going to be fire here. Because I'm here. And I told the Lord, I'm not, I'm not just waiting this thing out. I'm not going to wait this thing out. No, no. I want to be right where the fire. I want to be right where the enemy. I want to be, I want to be just kicking the gates of hell down. That's what I want to do. That's my goal. That's my, my desire. And that's why we're doing. That's why we're trying to do what we believe God's called us to do. Amen. I love all of you so very, very much. You guys are so awesome. So wonderful. And apparently God loves you too. Very much so. He just wants to encourage you and strengthen you and admonish you to think higher. Believe higher. Get yourself in a, in a position. Use that wonderful imagination that he gave you to allow God to raise you up and to use you. And, and then you're going to see great. And then you're going to have divine revelations. You're going to have just divine surprises. I believe that. Hallelujah. Divine surprises. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. We're going to have our prayer team come forward. And if you need any kind of prayer today, anything you want to share with them with, praise God, they'll be up here. I love you. God loves you. You guys are all dismissed. Be blessed. Amen.